Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, Brando, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And anywhere fine podcasts are available, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're on YouTube, that little bell notify deal that lets you know whenever new Going In Raw content is coming out. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A bevy of reward tiers that we're offering up, including... At the $5 best value mark. Best value. Three. Count them three weekly live streams. We'll recap Raw, SmackDown. What was that? That was yours. That was weird. Why did your recycle, or your recycle bin just recycle or I your trash? I have no idea. Just do that. <laughs> that was the sound. That was a little oddball there. That was strange. It was trying to tell me not to get on the Patreon, but you should. Like it was saying before, I was really interrupted by my rig. Three. Three weekly live streams where you can interact with us and uh, watch the podcast and listen to it before anybody else. Uh, we're also available at Pro Wrestling. Hold Team. on. What? What? I was going to provide an update for the $200,000 tier. Oh, well, let's find out if anybody's cut us a $200,000 check. Give me two sweet, Larson. Oh, well, look at your beard. You, you, did, you did stuff with it. Yeah. Nice. Give me two sweet. No. Your beard. No? No one's contributed. I don't, think, I don't think they're technically able to. Yeah, we have to work that out. We have to work it out. I'm not going to put any more effort into a tier that, nev- that, number one, neither of us wants to happen, nor will it ever happen. That's in the back of your mind. You think, I know you, you think that maybe, just maybe. You're like, you're actually torn over this. Maybe, just maybe there's a billionaire out there who likes us and for a gag is fine with giving up $200,000 to us. It's a possibility. And in your head, you're thinking, what am I going to do with that? To, in, in your mind, what are the odds of that happening? Oh, very small. Give me a number. Point zero zero one. No, I think in your head it's like 20%. No, 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 no. I give you an honest answer. 
I think it's honestly 20%. No, because if it were going to happen, it would have happened by now. You think so? Yeah, someone who was independently wealthy happened to watch the show and really enjoyed their work, who was able to cut a check of that size. Yeah, they, they haven't it. done it yet. What if they're waiting for their massive inheritance to come in? That could be. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. You guys can check out. We have 10. 10. I have to take a picture of your face today. Yeah, then once that happens, um, 11 will be on the way. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. 12, actually, because I have some ideas as well. Mm. I'm going to do some stuff. Mm. Well, anyways, uh, so today we're going to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, show that happened over the weekend, Dominion. Sort of like their SummerSlam. It is like their SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of sorting out in my head whether or not this was... Uh, here, here's the only reason in my head why this wasn't better than Wrestle Kingdom. It's the only reason. Three words. New Japan Rumble. Wasn't there. They only do that for Wrestle Kingdom. So because there was no New Japan Rumble, but otherwise, I thought match-wise, this stacked up. It was a very good show. It was a very, very good show. Although there was some... The, yeah, the Wrestle Kingdom was better. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there, there's a couple reasons why, but match-wise, it, it, uh, it, it matched up pretty well. Well, I think like the uh, the Naito Tanahashi match at Wrestle Kingdom was better. Yeah, me too. I thought there was a uh, this one seemed like they I don't know if it was they there were chemistry issues or what, but there's a couple spots where it seemed a little rough. It seemed a little rough, and I also felt like they didn't really go after the one thing that they could have gone after, which was Tanahashi's uh, torn bicep. Oh, Naito worked at that a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see. It didn't feel like it was as much of the story as it should have been. Like he was doing, he was pulling off moves that I felt like he shouldn't have. With oh, you mean Tanahashi? Yeah, Tanahashi yeah, yeah, yeah. was pulling off moves that he he wasn't selling it all that much. Yeah, Naito was going after it, but yeah, I didn't yeah, feel yeah, yeah. it wasn't. I'll put it this way: it wasn't to the degree that Suzuki was going after Okada's knee mm-hmm. in their match. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I just felt that there was there was the story that I felt at Wrestle Kingdom was much more yes. well told. Yes, so. Um, and then as much as I like, I like Don Callis, I like Cyrus, I like him a lot. He's no Steve Carino. Uh, Steve Carino and Kevin Kelly had some special chemistry yes. in how little they, it was, it's like, dude, when somebody's flying under the radar, it's just so much more entertaining. I know. And I wonder, and I wonder if because of the added pressure of the U.S. global expansion, I wonder if. The higher ups are, I, because I, I thought that I thought that I, I I'm not going to suggest this as a possibility. I wonder if going forward they're going to have a bit more restrictions placed on them. I didn't really feel like that was the case here. I thought they were no, who they but, were. But I think I think your point about Carino and Kevin Kelly's chemistry is is a good one because their chemistry was fantastic, and that chemistry isn't quite there. I think I just with felt Callis and Kelly because they haven't been doing it as long. I I think there's that for sure. I think I just felt Carino's style of commentary personally, it, it just sort of my personal predilections. Like when he was dying laughing during yeah. for all the cussing. Yeah. I don't think that's something Don Callis would necessarily no, I, do. No, I think Carino is is a bit more humorous. Yeah, yeah. Callis I think is, Ka- a, is a bit more serious. Callis is a bit more serious. He tries to be the heel commentator a bit more. Yeah. And Carino with Carino and Kelly, it was just it was just hilarious. It was yeah. just like a couple of guys watching. That's that, that was the appeal. It was like like it was like watching. It was like a react video essentially. Pretty much. <laughs> or doing a react video. Pretty much. To New Japan Live it was great. Um, but anyways, uh, let's kick this off, and then we'll, we're going to talk about the main event endlessly because. There's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, I, I wrote down some extensive notes. It was a brilliant. I mean, to, in in my mind, it's it's funny because they did tell such a different story than they did at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. In my mind, they upped the drama level 
and to me it made it a superior watching experience. Yeah, I, I made the mistake of, of seeing what happened before I watched it. Yeah, that 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 plays that plays a big factor, and I so, think, probably in your opinion. Yeah, it does. Um, and and so it, it it sucked a bit of the drama out for me. Yeah, I, I miraculously. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how you did either. I have no... Because I got on Twitter the next morning, and I was kind of careful. I was a little bit on the careful side, but one tweet would have ruined the entire Here's thing Here's the thing. Me. Based on all the tweets that I saw, because I, I saw a tweet from some dirt sheet that had the results, and I was like, okay, it's first thing in the morning. I'm curious what happened. Because um, it said something like title changes. Yeah. Um, at Dominion. I was like, oh, okay, maybe... You know, maybe Kenny won. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the other tweets, by and large, were spoiler-free. That yeah, I thought I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, great match. Six right, stars, yeah, that's that what I saw, too. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. So credit to people out there for not spoiling the finish. And I saw no I saw no pictures of Kenny holding the title. Yeah. I saw one picture. I think the Young Bucks themselves tweeted out a picture of uh, one of the guys. I think it was Matt. Who's, who's the older one? Matt has the sideburns. Okay, Matt. Cradling the the title like Jordan cradled the the championship. That was that was the those were the tag championships. What's that? That was the tag championships. No, I know. That's okay. why I knew they won. Oh, okay. Um, and so that was the only spoiler that I really saw besides some of the amazing uh, Taguchi Japan comedy stuff. Oh yeah. Um, the baseball stuff was yeah. amazing. And uh, Taguchi Japan has my new favorite theme. Yes, me too. It's I'm fantastic. totally with you on that. Fantastic. I love what they're doing. But let's start at the beginning. Yes. Uh, Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask W, who's Kota Ibushi, which yes. still, you have Kota Ibushi. I know, but I need to go back and watch that 45th anniversary. Yeah, Okada. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, you know, since he's under under a freelance deal, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if New Japan wants to give him a prominent spot when he's not full time. You know, but yeah. I know it seems it seems odd that he's. Not Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Because he's a huge star. They, I know, I know. And I'm trying to think of like an American equivalent to that. Uh, if Finn Balor all of a sudden put on a mask and was Johnny Bravo. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know it's different. In Japan, they take their animation a lot more seriously than we do here. I get that. And I get that. I mean, honestly, just I think the culture understands pro wrestling different than we do to a degree. It's like an alternate universe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, which, is, which is great. It's just odd. At Wrestle Kingdom, when uh, uh, Tiger Mask W had his match against, it was Kota Ibushi and ACH. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino were not being shy about the yeah, yeah, who yeah, those yeah. wrestlers were yeah. while they were wrestling as uh, Tiger Mask. I would imagine that I would imagine, and I have no idea if anybody out there knows the Japanese language and is able and watches it through that commentary. I'd love to know if the Japanese commentators protect that a bit more. I would imagine they do, but I don't know. I don't know how tongue in cheek they get. I don't know yeah, how. how yeah, I'd, I'd love to know. Yeah, me too. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask W, uh, Makabe, and Yuji Nagata versus uh, Tenzan. Uh, Kojima Jushin Liger, who got a massive pop because he's sort of on his retirement tour, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, Nakanishi um, all had a big cluster cluster match. Yeah, um, it was a fun match though. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was cool. It was. You got to see your. You love those chops. Oh yeah, when Kojima does the, the chops in the corner. Kojima's the best. It's the best. He loves bread. He does love and bread. And he does those. <laughs> nothing will ever beat again. Nothing will ever beat when cheeseburger do. Yeah. That was good stuff. Uh, Maccabi ended up going over with a top rope knee drop. Yeah. Um, but it was... Oh, wait a second. You didn't put the... Uh, oh, I didn't put... Where's the Young Lion match? I didn't watch that one. Oh, yeah. 
I was I was under you know I didn't have all day to watch. Who's the big jacked guy? I forget his name. I do too. Yeah, but they they're dude they're 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 violating. I feel the 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 young lion law, which is nothing but but. Oh the, really? The jack guy had um, a mouth guard that looked uh-huh. like fangs. Oh okay. Mmm. You're a young lion. You're a young lion. So he should just have a plain he mouth guard. He's going on his excursion first. Plain mouth guard. I have no idea what I'm talking about. You don't. <laughs> but he's jacked. He's learning a lot. He's very good. Dave Finley picked up the win with a stunner. Dave Finley, he updated his trunks a little bit, oh, which I like. Good. Now they're, I love when they're vinyl mm-hmm. and not like loose cloth. I don't like yeah, when it looks great. like somebody's wearing just their undies out there. The thing with that, though, is I don't think vinyl uh, it stretches very well. Okay. So they need to be perfectly tailored. I think they were perfect Good. because I did not see any slippage, no balls, no butt cheek. Didn't do a weird thing where it rode the butt cheek and the butt yeah, cheek yeah, was hanging yeah, out. Yeah, That's yeah. always weird. But it, it, they fit well, perfectly. Fit perfectly. Good. He was all full of swagger. Good. I love Finley. He's Good. great. Good. I wonder if he needs to hit the gym a little bit more or if he even cares. He doesn't care. Who cares? He doesn't look uncomfortable. Kind of looking like Steve out there. But he doesn't look a little uncomfortable. Bit. He does it, not look uncomfortable. Oh, he doesn't. He's all, all confidence, that yeah. Finley kid. Yeah. I love him. Loved his dad, too. Uh, so after, but then that was, so that was like the, the dark match. Cause then they go to like the empty ring, uh, and then they go to the actual card. Yeah. Uh, so after the tiger mask match, we, we had, had a uh, gauntlet match. Oh, I love this. It was so much fun. Yeah. This was fun for the never six man open weight. Yeah. Tag team titles. Not the overweight tag no. titles. <laughs> Thursdays are long days. Uh, no, it was, it was funny. I liked it. Cause <laughs> I, it was funny when you said it, I was like, I'm not going to correct them. Whatever. Um, and, and then, then, and then when I was, uh, and then when the you show sent together. it to me, yeah. when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, because I didn't really think about it in terms of like overweight title. Yeah, I just thought you said overweight. Like I didn't put the two words together. Yeah, no, that happened on dirt sheet. When we yeah. had our uh, predictions. predictions, and then you sent it to me, and I was like, oh, that's funny. They have an overweight title. So I didn't notice it when I said it. Guess what Steve's going to be fighting for? The overweight title. Uh, gauntlet match. Yeah, this is great. So start out. Uh, With uh, Bullet Club, mm-hmm. Bad Luck Fale, uh, the Tokyo Pimp, and Hangman Page taking on uh, the Chaos team of Yano, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. Loose explosion. Oof. Well, he'll be coming back later. Yeah, I know. Um, this uh, first match of the gauntlet match featured lots of cussing. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. And then uh, Yano eventually uh, did low blows on both Page and Tokyo Pimp. I should have seen that coming because I thought this was like, I was riding around my car yesterday. I had to take the girls to the mall, and I was I just had Bullet Club theme pumping. Oh, I Bullet Club. Yeah. I thought they were going to sweep. They did not sweep, but they came damn near close. They came, it was a very Bullet Club heavy night. They were two for four. Uh, hold on a second. Now they lost that one. They, Cody won. Okay, so three for five. Three for five. It's better than half. 60%. It's good. It's not bad. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Bullet Club started out. That's why. So it was Bullet Club versus Chaos. They started out. Yano should have seen that coming. He has to get at least one low blow. Yeah, low and up. he low blowed both. He had or two of, yeah. uh, of the Bullet Club competitors and pinned, uh, was it Tokyo Pimp? It was either him or Paige. Yeah. I think they're not having With a roll up. Yeah. Got the win. Out next, Team Suzuki-Gun. Suzuki-Gun. Which was uh, Taichi. Uh, Kanemaru and Zack mm. Sabre Jr. Love Zack Sabre Jr. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr. pretty quickly pinned Yano. Started mocking his pose. When he was still in the roll-up. You yeah. Know, the thing where he bends backward and, yeah. and, and you know, uh, props himself up with his head. Yeah. It's a very strong neck. So he's there uh, just as the three count happens. Yeah. Doing that. Oh, it's fantastic. Upside down. It was fantastic. And got up and started doing it more. Yeah. It was, it was great. great. Next was uh, Taguchi Japan. 
I great lo- theme song. I love, I love the matching shirts, the I, matching jackets. I love everything great. about this. I love their like their sort of official picture of them all in line yeah. looking up. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> it is very good. Yeah, like you said, they had matching gear. They're like the funnest like bowling league team, you know? Yeah. They're, it's so great. And there was a lot of comedy in their bits. They did this amazing bit. There's like just a bit out there. Of, and I figured you would appreciate this being a baseball yes. aficionado. Um, Taguchi was uh, squatting in front of. So they, they, they had somebody, one of their guys, they had a Zack Sabre Jr. in the corner. Um, and they sort of beat him down in the corner. And then uh, Taguchi knelt down in a catcher's position. Yeah, and started giving signs. Started giving signs for Ricochet, who was then portraying the the pitcher. Yes. And behind him was Juice Robinson, who was the ball, the ball, the baseball. <laughs> so Ricochet nodded off a couple of calls, and then he accepted. And then he goes in the windup, wind throws, wind up, and then Juice runs down towards Saber and does a cannonball. a cannonball onto him. It was a good spot. It was fantastic. Uh, then Suzuki tried to do their own. They did a football field goal against uh, Taguchi. No, it was it was a, a penalty kick. A penalty kick. That's right. Soccer. Soccer. Yeah. You know, football. Football. Um, yeah, Zach Saber Jr. set that up. So that was good. There was one other good. Ricochet was Ricochet. Ricochet yeah. is he's phenomenal. He's like one of my top. He, they need to. They need to push him. Mm-hmm. They need to. I don't know what like contract they need him. At. Like I know there's like the Lucha Underground thing. Maybe they're waiting for that to resolve. I don't know. I don't know either. Ricochet needs to be put. He's amazing. He God, he's fantastic. amazing. He's fantastic. Like he's one of my top three favorites right now, dude. It's him, AJ, and Kenny. He's so good. And Mel is up there too. Okada's so good. Mm-hmm. Um. So there, there was a lot of there was a lot of cool moments in this. Um, there was another thing that I wanted to point out. I forgot what it was. There was a lot of good stuff. I, I did notice this though. Juice, Juice Robinson. I, I, I inadvertently stole Booty Juice's essential gimmick from him because he comes out and his number is sixty nine as yeah. well. Yeah. So he's you know, a sexual being is his gimmick apparently. Well, actually, uh, both on the front, Juice and Taguchi had sixty nine, but Juice had a different number oh. in his back. Taguchi had sixty nine. Interesting. Oh, I thought it was okay. They both had sixty nine on, on the front. front. Interesting. Ricochet had eighty eight. Mm-hmm. I want to say Juice. Ricochet's too classy to be, you know. Juice had seventy. I don't know if it's seventy three or something mm-hmm. like that. It, it wasn't sixty nine. Interesting. It was on the front, but not on the back. Okay. But no, well, and of course the Pulp Fiction. That's the the porno, the parody of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Anyways, Juice Robinson went over. What do you think the odds are Juice Robinson going to pick up that U.S. title? Um, we'll talk about that. Uh, a lot of heavy hitters in that yes, tournament. Yes, I have, an, I have a theory. Oh, wow. Okay. That I will run by. I mean, Naito is going to start tearing up that U.S. belt? No. No, it's not your theory? It's not my theory. I have either. a theory. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about the because uh, the, uh, the, the card for all of day one and most of day two were released this morning yes. for the G1 specials in Long Beach. Yes. So we'll cover that at the end of the show. All right, sounds good, because we're going to be there. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so anyway, we'll see here. Uh, Juice Robinson ended up getting the pin on Taichi um, after he uh, hit his Pulp Friction. He tried that a couple times, but he finally hit it. Yes. Um, so it was good. Taguchi Japan, I'm all in, dude. Yeah, they're they're wildly entertaining. They're fantastic. So that what set us up for Taguchi Japan versus Lij. Yeah. Evil Bushi and Sonata. Yes. Um, but before, uh, as Evil was walking out, um, Suzuki Goon attacked Taguchi Japan. Correct. Um, Zack Saber Jr. put Taguchi right. I think probably Taguchi. In the uh, the octopus. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. that that's one of the one of the parts I was going to mention. Taguchi was. Up in the corner, like wiggling his butt, and then he doesn't realize. But then he does realize. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That Suzuki goons behind him, 
Was it Suzuki Goon or was it a uh, uh, Chi and Kanamaru? Maybe I forget. But then he no, there are Suzuki Goon. I was thinking of something else. Um, and then he like tries to politely get to his corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, know he tries. <laughs> they're to, they're like, walk cutting off his corner. And he tried to polite. He tried to politely get a hot tag. I know it was pretty funny. He didn't let him. It was great. Anyways, um, so yeah, that set up uh, the final sort of matchup, which was uh, Taguchi Japan versus, uh, like you said, Lij. Um, and yeah, this was fun. But yeah, like you said, Suzuki Gun got the better of Taguchi Japan. They sort of uh, handicapped them from the outset. Yeah. So uh, uh, that spot with the Ricochet, that was planned, right? That was a work. Um, I kind of weird. Think though. He, I think the spot was he was supposed to catch him for a power bomb. Yeah, but yeah, but it just. I don't know how they could have successfully done Were that they, spot. Had they like, did they practice that to success, or did they just say, "No, we can totally do this"? Because all the force coming down, so they did like a superplex. Yeah. On uh, who was it? Sonata? Was it Sonata? Sonata I think was so. A big dude. That's a bad move to try, try to do that on. And so uh, Ricochet, yeah, they did a superplex, and then Ricochet got up and was supposed to catch his legs. So on impact, he. Powerbomb. Because, yeah, he was like Sonata, or whoever from LIJ it was, I think it was Sonata, was coming down so that his legs were hitting Ricochet's shoulders. Yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, it was kind of obvious that he was supposed to, like, then powerbomb him. Yeah. Um, but instead, the the force of that just destroyed Ricochet. I mean, I guess he was kind of lucky, I mean, that he didn't get hurt because that, I know. that was a lot of force coming down. I know. Uh, but Ricochet got right back up. Like, so that's, you're probably right. That's probably supposed to be the spot. Yeah, and I really want to see a Ricochet Sonata feud. Oh, it'd be great. Oh, man. That'd be fantastic. Give that to me, please. Both so athletic. Um, they went out for a bit, but in the end, uh, Bushi got uh, the pin on Taguchi. After MX, which is a top rope code breaker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look good. So uh, a really fun gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. Um, LIJ, still your never open weight. Overweight. Uh, Six-man tag team yeah. champions. Uh, that led to, uh, this is a really great match. Yeah, it was. Pongi Vice versus the Young Bucks. A little bit of, I don't want to say controversy here, but the, one of the Bucks was uh, uh, took issue with a lot of people's response to this match on Twitter. Oh, really? Well, they said, you know, I, I know Meltzer mentioned this specifically, but I guess the, according to, let's say it's Nick, was on Twitter, and he was calling out people for calling out. It, it was kind of interesting. He said, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, the Young Bucks are storytelling in the ring now. And he says, uh, I, I, we do that all the time. Yeah. Well, I think, no, I mean, I, I kind of get, I, I actually kind of get what he's saying. Um, or I get, I could see the other side to that because they're most well-known for being a high-spot team. Yeah. But, I mean, I, why are wrestlers getting criticized at all for telling a story in the ring? It, the funny thing is, it didn't. Here's the thing: it it didn't sound like anybody was criticizing. It sounded like people were saying, "Oh wow, the young bucks are telling a story in the ring." Mm-hmm. And if I'm one of the young bucks, okay, th- they, and I'm thinking, like, and they wait, we thinking, always do yes, that. What okay. are you talking about? Gotcha. That's where he was. So he was he was sort of annoyed that people were saying now they're doing it when he feels they've always been yes. doing it. Um, but I kind of, I kind of see, you know, this was a very storytelling, storytelling heavy. Well, their previous match. match at Wrestle Kingdom was too. This was, this was a direct sequel to that, though. Yes. That's what I liked about this. Yes. This was a direct sequel. There were, there were multiple references to their Wrestle Kingdom yes. match. Um, but it was, it was really good. I, this was, this was, a, it was an amazing match. Like they, yes. 
basically had a strategy going into this, take out Rocky Romero, mm-hmm. focus on Trent Beretta. Yes, because last time uh, Trent did the, the top rope plancha onto mm-hmm. nothing. Onto nothing. Um, and that kind of took him out for, of the match for the most part right. until uh, Rapongi Vice um, won. Right. Um, and so commentary really helped enhance, mm-hmm. remind audiences who hadn't just watched Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, what happened last time, and, and so the Young Bucks decided instead of, okay, let's take out Trent, let's take out Rocky Romero, and then focus our offense on Trent. Right, exactly. Like you mentioned. So yeah. uh, early on, um, I think it was Matt Jackson, um, uh, powerbombed Rocky Romero into the apron, picked him up, mm-hmm. and I almost thought he was going to do like a forever thing. Mm-hmm. Where he hit his back in one ring post. Oh, I kind of looked like and that. And then yeah. ran to the other ring post. Yeah. And did, I thought he was going to run back and forth and do forever. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, Rocky Romero yeah, does yeah. his clothesline. Yeah. Didn't do that. But after he hit uh, Rocky Romero twice, his back into the ring post, gave him another apron powerbomb. Mm-hmm. And so Rocky Romero is on the outside writhing in pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Young Bucks is more or less double-teamed Trent Beretta for the vast majority of, you know, the first part of this match. Right, right. Um, Trent did he did another plancha off yes out the ring and this time he hit it yeah um, at one point Rocky you know uh, gets off the mat on the outside tries to get back in the ring Matt Jackson picks him up runs him halfway up the ramp and power bombs <laughs> yeah. him on the ramp yeah um, it was pretty neat one thing I noticed about this match too and I think that might be some of what people are noticed about this match that I guess Nick took issue with was. I didn't notice, and maybe maybe it was just maybe it was me not noticing it. But I noticed the Young Bucks had a bit more of a serious vibe to them. Yes, in this match, they're they're well known for shit talking their entire matches, and they did for the beginning a little bit. But after that, it was they were like mean Young Bucks. They're, yeah, exactly. Which I liked. I thought it was good. It was it was it was changing it up a little bit. That's yes, not, that's not not talking crap about anybody. No. <coughs> um, so Rocky once again. Um, uh, gets back into the match. Uh, at one point, uh, Trent gets uh, Matt Jackson um, in position for his finisher. Rocky gets up on the apron. They hit strong zero, their mm-hmm. finisher, and then Nick gets on the top rope and breaks it up with a swanton. That looked rough. On his back. Yeah, that looked rough. Yeah, because he had him, he had like the... He had Trent, Trent had uh, Matt kind of rolled up. Uh-huh. You know, like the finish to, to that move is, is essentially Trent sitting on top of his opponent. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. Kind of Somewhat bent over. Yeah, bent over. Nick does a swanton right on uh, Trent's back, so it, it was pulls him back. over. Yeah, yeah exactly, pulls him yeah. over further, and then also Matt's legs are getting pushed mm-hmm. more towards his his chest. Yeah, that did look rough. That looked uncomfortable. Yeah, no kidding. Um, after that, uh, the uh, the young bucks kind of took Trent somewhat out of the match, and they were really focusing their offense on Rocky Romero's back. Yeah. Um, so they tried to get him in the sharpshooter several, 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 several times. There was a mm-hmm. lot of sharpshooter spots. And one of them, uh, Rocky's in the sharpshooter. Matt has him in the sharpshooter. Uh, Rocky's trying to get to the ropes. Oh, and that was Nick good. Nick Jackson does a springboard X-Factor yeah. onto Rocky. Yeah, that, that was, was really cool. That was really cool. Um, eventually, uh, the Young Bucks um, performed the Indy Taker mm-hmm. on Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right into a sharpshooter, he, he passed out. Yeah. Young Bucks win. I mean, again... Really fun match. Really good storytelling. Again, I just feel like the Young Bucks are adding to their repertoire. Yes. And I don't see how that could be a a criticism, you know? It's like you should always be adding stuff. And it's like, yeah, I I haven't seen every Young Bucks match there is. Um, But, you know, uh, it's not meant as a a criticism. It's this this felt like a a match with some depth. Yeah. And I I think maybe one of the things is... 
I wonder if a lot of what people know of the Young Bucks is what they see in very brief highlight clips. You see the spots. They see the spots. They know the spots. They know the comedy aspect of what they do. They know the meta aspect of what they yeah. do. Yeah. And they don't know that they can tell these kind of matches because yes. they're not aware of it. Well, they, they, or they just don't watch the whole match. Right, exactly. They see so, the spots. Yeah. And, uh, and, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I think it was last year... They had that, I think it was a PWG match, a triple threat ladder match maybe with them. I want to say the Motor City Machine Gun. Oh, maybe? okay. And then somebody else, I forget who. Maybe it was Daniels and Kazarian. It was the big ladder. Oh, yeah, the the ladder war thing. Yeah, the ladder war yeah. thing. Was that, oh, that was Ring of Honor. That was Ring of Honor. That yeah. was Ring of Honor. I liked it. It was fun. It felt like a spot fest. To me, I didn't see, I didn't, like, there wasn't like some heavy, really heavy. It was one of those things that a lot of people complain about where it's like, well, you know, back in the day, if you do this, you know, X move to somebody, it meant more than yeah, it yeah, does yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And that match, to me, personally, kind of kind of exemplified that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of PWG. I don't know. Well, their PWG match, the tag match they had where it was them and Adam Cole against uh, Callahan and the Chris Brothers. That's, was that the one we were there for? Yeah. It was so much fun, but those PWG matches, they're, yeah. you know, I mean, it's what the, the whole Cornette criticizing over the grenade spot. I love that shit. Yeah. I think it's awesome. That I think it's hilarious. Creative <laughs> spots, creative storytelling. Exactly. There's room for everything yeah. in wrestling. There's yeah. room for all that, and I love that grenade spot. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. Um, but anyways, no, I thought this was a match that had a lot of drama, a lot of depth to it. That was good. Um, next up, I love this. War Machine versus the Grills of Destiny. Yeah, good match. A lot of cursing in this yes. match. So good. You know, now with Grills of Destiny, you, you really listen to this. Well, also you expect it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. War Machine was getting in on the, the cussing, too. Yeah. Was there was just cussing from everybody. I'm telling you, I could watch War Machine do uh, frog splashes all day long. Hanson Suicide Dive. I know. I can watch that all day long. <laughs> I can watch that, too. It's fantastic. I Dude... Tama Tonga. Oh, he's awesome. One of my favorite wrestlers. He's right incredible. Now. He's so good, man. He's so freaking fluid. And that, that bit where both men were doing that slithering thing mm-hmm. around the prone member of War Machine mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah, it's so creepy. It's so weird. Um so yeah, both this is a really, really hard hitting match. Yeah, I mean so much so in fact that the uh, earlier in the match there's this whole stretch where Tonga Loa and Ray Rowe were just like no selling moves on each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. German suplex German suplex stands right back up. No sells. Yeah. What do you think about that? I like that stuff. I like it at the right Right, part of the exactly. Match. Yeah, the whole match is no selling. They get tires. A, a couple of crazy brutes, especially early on the match. Right, it's okay to do that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, totally. I like that. Um, got a rough bump. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then uh, Tonga Loa absolutely destroys Ray Rowe with a chair. Was this no? Goto got hit with an unprotected headshot. An unprotected headshot. But I'm pretty sure that that chair was made from paper mache. It looked like it. Yeah, the seat just popped right out. It popped right out. I'm pretty sure. But uh, Ray Rowe got his hand up, I believe. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Tonga Loa hit the yeah, I think crap I that, out of it. Yeah. So much of this, so much of this, I'm like trying to recall simply because that final match took so much out of me. And then I was like going back, I was like, hold on, let me see if I can remember these matches. So I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative of your extensive notes here. Uh, but anyways, Grills of Destiny uh, picked up the one with Gorilla Warfare. Yeah. And they are the new. Do you think those titles are going to go back to War Machine at uh, Long Beach? I don't that's know. Announced. I don't know either. I don't know. We'll get to that when we yeah. review the card. Because I have, I have a theory. So, boom, right there. Wild Club yeah. well, wins also. predictions for me. Let's shrug it off. Give me my congratulations. Good job. Yeah. 
I don't know how, how strategic it was other than you just wanted Bullet Club to win all the time. That's why I'm kind of like, okay, you won. No, I, ha- I honestly, I had a feeling it was going to be Bullet Club heavy. Because Bullet Club is still popular in the States. So they're going to have... Uh, oh, because half that crowd is going to have Bullet Club shirts on. Um, but also, I think they made some really good moves. I think the Cody coming on strong, and I think Marty Skrull is a really good move. And so yeah, I was like, disappointed he wasn't on this show. Yeah, I know. But I, I really felt, I'm like, okay, they need, they, they need to sort of give them a kick in the butt a little bit. And I thought it was going to start at the top with Kenny possibly winning. Um, and I thought that, that that match and the participation of Bullet Club alone was enough for me to say, oh, yeah, my gut was right on this one because that was such a Bullet Club-heavy thing mm-hmm. and a lot of questions about what's going to happen with Cody. Yes. And well, we'll get to that main event. It was so good. We'll get to that main event. Speaking of Cody, next up, Michael Elgin versus yeah. Cody. This is kind of an okay match. Yeah, this was this was what it was. Um, I wonder if maybe their their style of wrestling might have just been too off. I feel like these guys could, but I'd rather see Michael Elgin versus Cody at PWG where they could be weirder and looser. Um, this felt like a straight up match. Yeah. Which is fine. It's good. Cody's character work was all really good. Yeah, Cody's fantastic. Cody's flipping great. And he was a bit more Bullet Club branded this time. Didn't walk out with anybody, but he did have black and white uh, pants on. Yes. Same boots from Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. With so Bullet Club logo. Bullet Club logo. New shirt. New, oh, yeah. He a new Pro Wrestling t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, he's great, man. Oh, yeah. Cody's fantastic. And at the end of this... Um, he put on the headset and he said, "Give me Okada in Long Beach." Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, and when that was, did you watch the presser afterwards? No, <laughs> it was great. Um, I have some. I saw. Videos. I saw a little bit of video where he was uh, like talking to Okada and like spit water on him or something. It was Coors Light, baby. Coors Light. <laughs> I wonder if they even have an endorsement deal <laughs> because there's nothing but Coors Light on that table. It's hilarious. That's true. Uh, okay, so next up was uh, the uh, ticking time bomb, yes. uh, Romu Takahashi versus Kushida for the fantastic yes, for the junior this heavyweight title. So good. This felt like they can say about any two given wrestlers in a match, these guys hate each other. It feels like these guys hate each other. What the first five to seven minutes of this match was all strikes? Yes, it was all strikes. We had an extended. They were pulling each other's hair to to. Like glare at each other's face and stuff well, like yeah, that. Yeah, they're all in their grills and stuff. Intense. We had an extended chop sequence. Yes, where they were just destroying each other with, with overhand chops. chops. Uh, Kushida, I mean, we haven't watched New Japan for a little while, so I don't know how long he's had his new ring gear. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten rid of the Marty McFly vest and denim shirt. He's still he's still heavy on the time travel thing though. He is. I don't think that's going anywhere. No, it's not. But he has a new uh, new video package. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, he's, he's wearing an orange button up shirt now. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's got a new finisher. With all sorts of time travel related patches on it. Yeah. Mostly Back to the Future. Mostly Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> but his, his his new shorts and boots oh, and knee great. pads are spectacular. What am I talking about like on the... Spectacular. It was like the crisp. I love crisp yeah. gear. So crisp. He's got that iridescent... Oh, it's great. Fabric. It's fantastic. That dude was sitting around 2K17. I know. That's what I thought too. He said, make this person who does my costumes. Um, yeah, this was brutal, and there was some, there was some, there was some, I, dude, I really want them to stop doing the sunset, sunset flip power bomb. bomb. I know, that I, one last night, that was, was so, so nasty, because it was to the outside, it was from the apron to the outside. Yeah, that's, well, that's how it typically is, but, yeah. but uh, 
Kushida didn't land flat on his back. It was more on his shoulders. It looked like he just, his head, it looked like yeah. brains were going to go everywhere. Oh, it was terrible. I was worried that he had actually got his bell rung pretty Dude, good. Dude, I can't stand, I, I can't stand watching that. Before stuff. that happened, though, there was this awesome spot where uh, they were fi- fighting Brawl on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kushida puts Takahashi on a chair between, so there's two barriers. Yeah. There's one that separates the ringside area from there's like a little pathway in between, mm-hmm. and then it's after like that, like a press set. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. And then there's another guardrail. Yeah. Um, behind which is the audience. Right. So uh, Kushida set up a chair uh, against the guardrail that's right by the audience. Yeah. And they set up another chair uh, in front of the other guardrail, ran and did like a springboard drop kick onto Takahashi, sending Takahashi into the audience. Yeah, he went flying. It was pretty crazy. It was fantastic. And there was that whole spot. Well, and then after that, Kushida starts working over Takahashi's left arm, mm-hmm. setting him up for the hoverboard lock. Right. And then they were on the top rope, and Kushida had that hoverboard lock in up there for a while and did like a suplex yeah, yeah, off the yeah. top rope, yeah. still holding onto the lock. Yeah. So he was really working that left arm. Um, and then Kushida hit, uh, I guess, Back to the Future is his new finisher, oh, okay. some sort of package pile driver type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, off the second rope, but both men too exhausted, too beat up to for uh, Kushida to take advantage. Until Takahashi finally taps after a really extended sequence um, with him in the in the hoverboard lock. Yeah, there's a couple times where uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later where uh, someone's in a submission hold and they really it reminded me of uh, uh, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a match where HBK is in the ankle lock forever. Oh, God, it was so good. Um, and it was more so in the Intercontinental title match. That really reminded me of that. God, it was only 20 minutes. It felt longer. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, boy, they really... Because they, like, immediately... That's why. They was, immediately there, just got There was no buildup in this no. match. It was just they immediately started going into it. It was great. It was fantastic. So, yeah, Kushida, for, I think they said the second time... Uh, won the uh, Best of Super Juniors and then picked won up the, the title right after, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this was a fantastic match, and if it wasn't for the main event, this would probably be on the match of the night because this was so good. Um, so the next up, we had the gauntlet match uh, for the... No, no, lumberjack match. The, I'm sorry, the lumberjack match for the... Uh, never never openweight Overweight Championship. Championship. Minoru Suzuki and Hiroki Goto. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Goto only brought out, what, four members of Chaos with them? To serve as lumberjacks? Loose Explosion, Yano... Uh, Ishii, Ishii, and uh, Jado. Oh, okay, and Jado. Okay, and then uh, Suzuki brought out all of Suzuki. Yeah, everybody came out there. And <laughs> Zack Saber Jr. looked. I don't know if it was uncomfortable or just didn't know what to do with all the brawling. Did you know, <laughs> no, I kind of noticed that too. It, like I, I kind of felt it didn't. It didn't like come off as natural for him. It looked like you know what it kind of reminded me of. Like when Blue Meaning got beat up by JBL, like Blue Meaning was like, man, I'm not sure if I should go near JBL, but I'm going to. And then he got beat up. I wonder if Zack Sabre Jr. had like, I don't know, like like accidental backstage beef with Ishii. And oh, I'm, I'm just guessing he hasn't been in matches like that before. Yeah, no, it, could be. it could I be. I don't know. He's like, how do I do any of my weird technical wrestling stuff? I know. Like, I, hear, I don't know what here outside of the ring with all these people <laughs> fighting around me. <laughs> so they got to a point where he just started uh, dropping European uppercuts on everybody. <laughs> And that was great. Yeah. Um, there's a great spot where Suzuki's outside talking trash to, to Jushin Liger. Mm-hmm. And throws a cha- oh, no, Liger throws a chair at Suzuki. <laughs> that, was uh, that was good. Yeah, there was a lot of it. I mean, they, they really made use of the whole uh, 
lumberjack aspect of this. Well, you typically hate lumberjack matches. I don't really good, care though. for him. This was good, though. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Because it, it was a bit different. Like, the WWE's are always so cheesy. Yeah. This felt more like gang warfare. Yeah, it did. Somebody gets out the outside and they just, like, jump them. Because usually lumberjacks is like, oh, you got heels, you got faces. Well, usually the problem with lumberjack matches is that they typically aren't aligned with either the competitors. Right, there's no motivation. It's usually just heels and faces. Yeah, exactly. Heels and faces just fight each other whether yeah. they have motivation to do it or not. Right, exactly. Or motivation to help either party in the ring. But there was a lot of outside the ring action in this. There yeah. was so much outside of the ring action. It was, uh, I liked it a lot. Um, at uh, one point, there's a ref bump. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a bump. huge brawl. Everybody's in the ring just brawling. Because of that super old ref. Yeah. It's not red shoes. like super old it's, ref. It's uh, Tiger Hitori, right? Yeah, it's like, there you go. Yeah. Um, uh, the ring kind of clears out. Uh, Goto hits GTR, goes for the pin, and then uh, Taichi, who wasn't one of the Lumberjacks, comes in and pulls a ref out before he... Uh, Gets the three count. At that point, I realized I had one predictions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Taishi then attacked Goto with it. He, like, blasted him. First with, in the back and then right in the head. Yeah, and you could tell, like, even on the on the back shot, he went a little easy because I think he knew that chair was going to fall apart. Gimmicked. It was so gimmicked because then he blasted. And you know what? I love this. I love this. You can hit somebody on the head with a gimmicked. Also, I think this piece was plastic. Yeah, whatever it was, it was so ready to give. Yeah. It was so ready to give. It was great. I love it. I like when people are safe. Yes. Um, and it's funny because I was re- I read. God, I don't know. So they there was an update because I was like, what? How is Shibata doing these days anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I also heard he was still in the hospital. I thought. Uh, I didn't get a word of if he's in the hospital or not, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he was. But uh, um, apparently, New Japan wants to keep him in the company as a coach. That's for a the dojo. It's uh, a great maybe idea. Maybe like the U.S. dojo if they decide to open it up. Yeah. Um, so that would be awesome. And I was reading up. I don't know if it's recent. I, I thought it was, this was from a while ago, but Kenny Omega was talking about Shibata and saying, you know, there's even a way to do strong style yeah, safely. I read that too, yeah. yeah. Was that from a while ago? Um, was it recent? It's been the last three weeks. Oh, okay, okay. So it's fairly recent. Relatively. Um, so uh, after the chair shot to Goto, Suzuki uh, hits him with a... Gotch pile driver picks mm-hmm. up the win. Yeah. Um, and then Suzuki Goon is celebrating in the ring. Dude, that pile driver. That jumped. There was so much head under his legs. Like, how's that? How are you not dead right now? How, how are you? That was not. That did not kill you. Um, and then Yoshihashi is incredibly irate. Goes after Suzuki. I don't like so that's our that's our next feud for the never open weight title. Yeah, I really hope Suzuki like it's like some W Steve W shit pulls out a Ulysses killer. Just blast them. Unprotected. I, I kind of feel like Suzuki could do that with a kick. Yeah, I think he could too. Yoshihashi's totally going to win that title, though. No, he's not. He is. I no, guarantee he's, he's going to win. I don't want him to. He's not going to win it. You, but that's your, see, here's my thing. I am mm, able to take my own personal hatred of Yoshihashi out of the equation. Well, I have, I don't really, I, I have no uh, oh, animosity with you Yoshihashi. You can't him either. He's a black charisma hole. He Nothing doesn't bother me. I'm not going to buy his t-shirts, but he, he doesn't, doesn't bother me. me. He's winning that title. No, he's not. I love Suzuki, though. I love Yeah, Suzuki. Suzuki's great. I want him to keep it. He's, he's going to keep it. Nothing Don't worry. Happen. Suzuki's going to keep it. I'm doing my prediction early on this one. Whenever they fight for that title. What's their next big pay? What's their, next, what's their Survivor Series? Is it the G1 Finals? 
Oh, maybe. Oh, there's a King of Pro Wrestling, too, I think, in the fall. Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, so, anyways, next up we had Naito versus Tanahashi. We uh, talked, we talked about, about it a little bit, bit yeah. That yeah. IC title is beat to hell. There's oh, it's good. There's like one plate missing. One plate missing. One plate about to come off. A chunk of the main a plate gone. A giant chunk of the middle plate is gone. And then another piece is, is all bent up. You know, man, I, I'm kicking myself for not seeing this. Because the entire storyline of him destroying that IC title, they couldn't have gone any further with it. I know. Like, I mean, they could have had him like burn it or something, I like know. light it, put it on fire. But this makes this makes total. It makes total sense. sense. I just didn't know if they put the belt on Tanahashi when he has a torn bicep. Um, I just didn't figure they put it on him. Honestly, I didn't figure they put him on regardless because Naito is so hot right now, and him and that IC title are so connected. But it did kind of make sense, like in the lead up. I did like how the commentary team. Oh, it made perfect sense. Uh, the commentary team was talking about Naito saying there's too many belts in New Japan and that he literally wanted to destroy the, the Intercontinental title so it, they wouldn't use it anymore, especially with the U.S. title. Oh, that's great. Man, see, this is the thing. This is I, like we, we should do a count out, top ten things. I actually thought like we should do top ten reasons WWE is better in New Japan and then do the flip side of it, top ten reasons New Japan, because I think there's a lot to be learned from both sides. Oh, yeah. And one of the things with New Japan is I would love, like, so the after the Okada-Omega match, the old press conference in Okada was fantastic. No idea what he said. No clue. When Gato dropped that promo afterwards, would have loved to have heard what he said. No idea what he said. Well, you know, apparently somebody told us that they uh, transcribed those promos. Oh, really? Them okay. On uh, New Japan's English website. I would like something in real time while I'm watching mm-hmm. that experience. And also just their... Man, like, if they just had a freaking streaming app. Like, how great would it be? You know how the WWE has all those collections, like the Rocks Road oh, to yeah, start yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. How much? Like, that's that would be such a big selling point. It's like you're asking me to jump into this universe of yours without really knowing anything about anybody except for the few stragglers from WWF, or WWE, rather. Like, I would love to see... Ten matches building up Naito to where he is now, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, for all those guys. Yeah, that'd be cool. Great. That'd, be that'd be really cool. Um, so, anyways, back to this Intercontinental title match. Uh, Tanahashi attacks Naito. Before it, had a, it had a fantastic finish. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it did seem off. Um, before Naito even got his suit off. Uh, oh, yeah, that was fun. That before was cool. the bell rings, uh, Tanahashi goes on the offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty quickly, Naito uh, turns the table, starts working Tanahashi's injured arm, mm-hmm. worked that over for the remainder of the match. Yeah. Um, Tanahashi responds by working uh, Naito's right knee, which is wrapped up, mm-hmm. which he has wrapped up all the time. Yeah, um, there's this great spot where Tanahashi hits high fly flow mm-hmm. um, on Naito on the outside. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the match wasn't bad. It's, it's just, one of those things. It didn't feel as, as crisp as their Wrestle Kingdom. They match. set the bar so high, at Wrestle yes. Kingdom. Like both and both these guys are fantastic. Yeah. obviously. Um, so uh, uh, Naito. Hit Tanahashi with de- with Destino. Mm-hmm. Tanahashi kicked out. Mm-hmm. Tanahashi hit Naito with a high fly flow. Naito kicked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the finish saw uh, Tanahashi put Naito in the clover leaf mm-hmm. for a good two or three minutes. It was, he was there for a while and he was getting really low on it. I know. Too. I don't think I've seen a clover leaf he was that sunk in before. Bent. He was bent in half. It was great. It was fantastic. And eventually he just tapped out. Yeah. So yeah, your new intercontinental champion. Uh, uh, Tanahashi, who will be defending that prestigious championship against the one Billy Gunn. The Bullet Club Hunter. The Bullet Club. Is he still a Bullet Club Hunter? I haven't seen who's the main Bullet Club Hunter. Who's the Yoshitatsu, Yoshitatsu, right? Yoshitatsu, yeah. I haven't seen him in a while either. 
So I'm not sure. Maybe they're going to do like an emergency repackage of Billy Gunn. I don't know. They're going to add him to LIJ, maybe. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the end of the uh, the Kushida-Takahashi match that um, Bushi came out and attacked Kushida. Oh, yeah. So I figured we'd be seeing them in Long Beach. Yeah, it hasn't been announced yet, though. Okay. But it, has Bushi been announced for a, a match? Yeah. Um, there's a... Uh, it's like a, it's a oh that's it it's a Titan Dragon Lee uh, Volador Jr. and Jushin Liger against Takahashi Bushi Evil and Sonata mm. that's on day one um, day two there's only been uh, three five matches announced okay I think that's it I wonder how long these shows are going to be probably four hours yeah three to four hours anyways we'll get to that it's another five and a half hour affair I have to get there late uh, <laughs> well, it starts at 5 o'clock in the evening. Uh, Both oh, the shows do. All right, cool. Right um, so which brings us to our main event. Oh, my goodness gracious. This was fantastic. This was... There was so much drama here, especially in the last 10 minutes. And then we're getting down to, like, they announce it, you know... That's one thing I like about minutes, New Japan is... Two minutes, even, one minute, You know, when seconds. you're 10 minutes into a match, generally they'll announce yeah, 10 yeah, minutes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, They're really yeah, good right, about right, letting right, the audience yeah. know how long... You know, they are into the match. Yeah, like you know to this. Okada, he's up in his robe game. He has a second robe. He has, a, he has two robes now. Yeah. They both look exceptionally heavy. Yeah. I'm glad that, that Omega, you know, I'm not huge on the Terminator angle with Kenny Omega because I feel like it's kind of like a cheesy, like, I, look, I love Terminator. I love it. It's a great movie. The second one was really good. The first one's really good, too. No, I know. I said the first one's great. The second oh, one's okay. really good. I, didn't hear that. I sort of think that they're like the first one's best. Yeah, one's I, I agree. Best. I agree. <laughs> and then they just like fall off a cliff. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, anyways, um, but uh, so I'm glad that Kenny didn't come out with a cheesy plastic Terminator mask. Uh, th- this was a different Kenny Omega. Yes, this was a Kenny Omega who who isn't coming into this. Th- I feel like this was a Kenny Omega. The character Kenny Omega was coming out. Knowing that everybody says he's the best, as opposed to Wrestle Kingdom when he felt he was destined to win the title, now he feels like he deserves the title. He should have the title, and the Young Bucks look serious. Mm-hmm. You know, flanking him, he looked more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked like this was his match to lose. Yeah, Okada. Looked well, like- I think I think that was the. Probably the thoughts of a large majority of the audience too. Yeah, absolutely, sure, certainly with us. I know yeah. we, we both thought, oh, for sure, for sure. Although I do think, I mean, I, I, I was never a hundred percent. Oh, I wasn't that he was going to win. I mean, we both thought he was going to win the New Japan Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eliminated first round. Yeah. Um, I still think the 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 strategy, and I I, I thought this ages ago of keeping the title on Okada going into the U.S. because he's the champion and there is the language barrier. Kenny Omega is Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, people, he's a crossover guy. Like anybody who's into wrestling past being a casual fan probably knows or has at least heard of him. Yes. And so you don't need the title on him. No. Well, at least not the world heavyweight one. No. With Okada, oh, you think he's going to pick up the U.S. title? We'll get to that later. Okay. Um, with Okada, because there's the language barrier, you need something to grab on with him, yeah. and that's the title. Yeah. So I think that's a smart move. Um, and in this case, there's no winner. You know, there's yeah. no loser. Yeah. 
Um, so, anyways, take us through the match because this is a 60-minute time limit draw. Yeah, there's a lot of notes here, and I probably could have wrote a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the first bit of the match, they're kind of feeling each other out. Yeah. Um, some holds. Some really quick back and forth Matt wrestling. Yeah. Oh, the, I, I should also point out, I felt there was two stories. I thought that Kenny coming into this was the guy who, who felt that the belt was his. Okada, on the other hand, I felt like, A... He looked three inches taller than he did than he, than he does usually. I don't know why. I mean, that's his perception, maybe. But B, I felt like this was the culmination of his year. Yeah. So far, in that he's looking at Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega is thinking to himself, "Well, I, I should have this title." And Okada is thinking to himself, "You have no idea the year I've been through, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know." And so I'm not giving this away to yeah. anybody. Yeah. I've been through everything. <laughs> I've been through everything. I am the title. Yeah. That was kind of the story here. Um, in terms of the in-ring, some of the spots, I don't know if they did this intentionally or this is me just projecting kind of what I hope they were going to do, mm-hmm. is uh, touch on some of the damage that Okada's taken through the mm-hmm. years so Yeah, far. yeah, yeah, sure. So the first part the of the stuff, yeah. First part especially, Kenny was really working the knee. Yeah. Um, after Okada did a, 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 did a move over the top rope. And commentary is really pushing that. Yeah. Um, tweaked his knee. And then Kenny starts working it. Did a shin breaker on top of one of the tables yeah. in the ringside area. Yeah. That was stiff. Yeah. Um, uh, so for the first half of the match, especially, Okada was seemed like he was held back. Okada's one of the best sellers in the business. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, seemed like he was somewhat held back by his knee. Um, tide kind of turned when Okada pushed Kenny off a guardrail where he's trying to do another moonsault. Mm-hmm. And then Okada hit his running uh, crossbody yeah. over the guardrail. It's crazy how athletic Okada is without looking like it. Like, I know. You look at Kenny Omega and you're like, oh my god, that well, dude is so fast, so quick. He's so fast and he's so athletic. You look at Ricochet and you look at his body, you can already tell this kid. He's the most athletic guy in the room. Okada is deceptively, deceptively athletic. Yeah, he is. Because it doesn't look like he's that athletic. Well, it doesn't look like he moves exceptionally quickly. Right, exactly. He's reasonably explosive. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like he can you know, get some good air on dropkick Dude, instantly. He can, no, he gets yeah. massive air on dropkicks. Yes. He, he is my, my, that's my point. He is supremely athletic without looking like and it. And I think part of it is because he's tall. They yeah. say he's 6'4". Yeah. So I think that's a, a large part of it. Um, Kenny eventually gets the upper hand, hits the top rope moonsault, which he almost slipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he was, he was sort of, it was like on a, on a tightrope up there. Yeah. Yeah. Hit that. Um, I mean, this, this match had so much back and forth. I didn't yeah. write down all of it. There was a great spot where Okada hits a, a, a Death Valley driver. On oh, my on gosh. That looked nasty. That yeah. looked really nasty. And then Okada drop kicked Kenny into the guardrail. Mm-hmm. That was stiff. Right yeah. after that, Okada set up a table on the outside. Yeah. Knew that was going to come into play at some point. The entire time, the unboxers are just outside, like, yelling at the ref, saying, are you letting him do this? What the heck's going on here? Um, Kenny hit a superplex. Um... But it wasn't like a standard one, you know, where he kind of crosses the legs. Yeah. And he did that on a superplex. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, me neither. That was like, and everybody gasped, including myself. He had to hold him up there for a little bit. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Um, You know what I love about this, too, is that I don't know if it's because they know each other so well. I think it's a little bit of that. I think it's a little bit they're both, like, supremely professional and know exactly what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Those cameras were able to go in tight on their faces so many times, and I didn't see one spot be called. Mm-hmm. I did not see one spot called. And there were times when the camera would get close up when they were in a position 
that they should be calling their, they should be telling each other what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like the camera's way back. They got a great zoom lens. Their heads are near each other, and they should be talking to each other. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. They're fully in character. They're fully in the fight. That's yeah. what helps lend credence to the yeah, fight that we're seeing. It's fantastic. It is. Um, uh, Okada hits two German suplexes, uh, maintains wrist control, hits a rainmaker, mm-hmm. Kenny kicks out at two. Yeah. Um, this spot was awesome. Kenny, uh, Okada tried to... Oh, my kick. gosh. This was amazing. Kenny grabs his legs and power bubble. The timing was perfect. It really was. Perfect. There's a couple spots in this match where the timing was so perfect. So Okada, they're, they're running, they come off the ropes at each other. Okada goes into a drop kick. Kenny catches him. And power bombs him. Like in midair. Yeah, and lightning quick. Yeah. It oh, my crazy. gosh, that was insane. They did, they, you know, they don't, that's another thing the New Japan needs to do more of replays. WWE sometimes do too many replays. They need to do more replays. Yeah. Um, uh, eventually, Okada puts Kenny on the table. Mm-hmm. Top rope elbow drop through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Okada hits Kenny with two more Rainmakers. Yes. Um, at this point... This was great. Cody comes out and tries to throw in the towel. And of course, Number one, Cody looked like a million bucks. Yeah, he did. Of course, you know, you think back to his challenge earlier in the night that he wanted yeah. to face Okada in Long Beach. I know. So, Kenny, or sorry, Cody is Bullet Club. We thought for life. <laughs> but it looks like Cody's just looking out for himself. Well, yeah, man. He's stopping the match, keeping Kenny from winning the belt so he could face Okada yeah. um, as champion in Long Beach. Yeah. Ooh. It's complexity of the situation. But he's yelling at the Bucks. And the thing is, Cody has a good point. Omega was dead at that point. He said, look at him. He yeah. can't take this anymore. He already took two Rainmakers. Yeah. What are you doing? Throwing the towel. They said, no. And then all the Bullet Club comes out. Ringstone. All the Bullet Club all comes Bullet down. Club. Yeah. I um, like that Hangman Page had on like a proper suit. And, and I know. He had like a vest, a vest and a yeah, yeah, tie. Yeah. And I'm like, you're Hangman Page. Where's your like little rope thing? Mm-hmm. It's cool. Everybody, everybody else is wearing, except for Cody. Yeah, Fallet comes out wearing sweatpants and a Bullet Club yeah. shirt. Um, shortly after that, Kenny finally hits one-winged angel on Okada, but it's right near the rope. Oh, my gosh. It was great. And right as the rest hand was about to go down for three, uh, Okada got his foot on the rope. Right. And everybody saw that, like, oh, my gosh. That was it. That was the moment that Kenny won Well, the yeah, belt. because right before that, Cody throws the towel to Kenny Omega, mm. who then, like, wipes his sweat off it and is about to put down Okada. Okada reverses that. Then he takes a towel, wipes himself down with it, and yeah. throws it at, at, at Kenny. And you have the entire Bullet Club for the rest of the thing. Nobody's acting heelish. Nobody's trying to get involved. They're all just... Into the match. Into the match. And you can see the faces on some of these guys. Like, I looked at, like, a one shot of Hangman Page is sort of lingering in the background. And you can tell this dude's in awe. Yeah. He's in awe. He's loving every second of yeah. it. It's fantastic. Um, so, uh, Kenny's going to do... What's his running knee called? The trigger, uh, hair trigger? I think it's hair trigger, isn't it? Or is it something trigger? Whatever. He's about to do that. Um, so he does his pose. Um, Okada grabs his arm and gives him a rainmaker. Yeah. At a Rain nowhere. trigger. Is that what it's called? Yeah, rain trigger. Oh, that's when he does the, that's like the ripcord thing. Oh, oh okay. Or just the running knee, I think. There's something else. Let's see if there's another word for it then, because I'm not seeing hair trigger. Uh, no, it's all just news about all right, whatever and Seth Rollins. Whatever. Um, uh, Kenny again tries for the one-winged angel. Okada reverses it into a tombstone. Yeah. This is probably my favorite spot of the whole, spot of the whole match. Uh, Okada, this is, I don't know, like probably 10 minutes left. 
Um, Okada sets up Kenny for a rainmaker. Oh my god! I love and this Kenny uh, avoided it by collapsing. He just collapsed, and the timing of it was so perfect. He went for the rainmaker, and as he's going in, Kenny Omega just collapses like this onto his knees. It was fantastic! It was, it was so, so good. good. Yeah. Um. Uh, shortly after that, about five minutes left in the match, uh, Kenny hits Okada with three knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Kenny doesn't go for the pin. Um, instead, eats a drop kick. Um, and the and, and Cyrus Don Callis was like imploring him. He's like, pin him, pin yes, him now, because yes. he's gonna heel come too. Um, and then uh, Okada hits a, a bridging German suplex mm-hmm. with like three minutes left. Mm-hmm. Kenny kicks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after that, Kenny goes for the small package. Okada kicks out. Um, Okada hits the rainmaker with thirty seconds left. Oh my gosh! And both so good. both Kenny and o- Okada are just laid out on the mat. Yeah. Okada rolls over, starts crawling over to Kenny, yeah. and is maybe a foot away when time runs out. And you can hear you can hear the commentator say, you know, twenty seconds, ten seconds, and then time runs out right as he's reaching him. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely amazing. There was one part where I'm trying to remember the exact moment. I think it might have been when Kenny hit. Oh man, I don't. I, I forget when, but Kenny literally started crying. Mm-hmm. At one moment, I think it might have been after. It might have been after he hit the one wing angel and Okada. Uh, oh, got his foot on the rope. Foot on the rope. It might have been that. But the level of drama in this match is is unreal. You know, there's one thing I wish they had done. This is, you know, totally a minor detail. Mm-hmm. That at some point within the last seven minutes, because mm-hmm. uh, I was wondering, wondering why for the last. You know, after uh, Okada reversed the one winged angel into a tombstone, Kenny never went for it again. Right. Never right, did. Right. Like, if they just did one spot where Kenny tried to get Okada up but couldn't because mm-hmm. he was so exhausted. Yeah, yeah. And then explain why he never tried to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, it's that's a small good. little that's detail. Good. You know, what I really like, though, is I sort of mentioned this when, when Bullet Club, com- Club comes down, they're not messing with Gato. And Gato's just a man by himself out there trying yeah, to root yeah. guy on. He's probably sitting there watching his creation. I don't, I don't know how much of the booking in terms of the actual matches he does. He might just be a storyline guy. I'm fascinated to find out. Yeah, me too. But uh, if he had a hand in booking the actual main event and he's watching his creation play out, that's got to be a very unique experience. Oh, yeah. Because it's really, to have these players at his disposal, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. to be painting mm-hmm. with these, you know. With Telling the brushes, stories, yeah. It's got to be something else. It's fantastic. So both Okada and Kenny Omega are just... Dead. Laying in the ring, exhausted, yeah, yeah. beat up. Um, eventually, Kenny is uh, he rolls to the outside. You know, I, I love that New Japan brings out the the, the people with the ice bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, they start icing. Shoot, Kenny's neck. Well, I like that there. There was a close up on the the dot coming down to to, to look at Kenny's look eyes, at his eyes, and you see right before he does that, Kenny's going like this, yeah. And it's probably just him saying, you know, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do your stuff. I know. Um, act like I'm not. I know. But then there was this one when Kenny's laying on the outside and the young bucks are, are kind of uh, standing over him. Mm-hmm. Um, he points to his forehead mm-hmm. and so the young bucks pour water on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice little touches. No, it was good. It was good. It was, yeah, it was. And you can tell everybody was there. This was not... This was not time. I mean, they did that one. They did one bit kind of early on where they were doing the Terminator mm-hmm. thing. But there was no, like, I mean, there was a little bit of clowning a little bit towards the beginning, like a little bit of shit talking. But it was this was a high drama affair. It was obvious, yeah. like, when Kenny said, he said something along the lines of, 
I'm not looking to top Wrestle Kingdom. You want to do something different. I want to do something different. I want to present its own experience, and then people can stack them up against each other if they want, but I want them to be two distinctly different. And that's what this was. This was a high drama bout. This was from, from both angles. There was so much going on. This wasn't just, you know, your typical sort of challenger, champion, heir apparent, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, the guy, the, the, the challenger of destiny, if you want, which we kind of feel like Kenny Omega is at some point. This is this is different than that. This was two roads that are that are coming together, and this is a different dramatic experience. Yes. So uh, we covered that. Let's talk about how this show is going to impact what we're well, going to see in Long Beach. Okay, Unless so you want to mention something else? No, this is the press conference afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah, great. Because it was Okada comes in, and and the other members of Chaos are kind of milling about. They all shake his hands and stuff, and there's like a bunch of Coors Lights. And I looked at the backdrop behind him, and there's no Coors Lights logos there. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what deal they have, but it's hilarious because everybody opens them up, and I'm like, I know after I've spent 60 minutes of exercise, the first thing I want is a Coors. Like light. But they all toast and they're all drinking stuff and then Cody comes out of nowhere and he starts running down Okada and says, you know, here's your challenge. I want you in Long Beach, blah, blah, blah. And he takes a sip of Coors Light, spits at Okada. Okada is just, he, it, it's, it's, Okada always comes off like, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of the analogy here because there's a, there's a, there's a character that I'm thinking of where it's like, just one thing after another, you get dumped on and yeah. dumped on, yeah. and you give and you give and you give and you can't give any more. And people, everybody's coming after you, and he exemplifies that. Yes. And I don't know what he said during his press conference, but the way he delivered it was so exhausted and spent. Well, the same thing was true with his promo in the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, part, yeah. He was sitting yeah. in the in the corner for yeah. most of it. At one point, you're right. And at one point in the press conference, he just sort of has his head down and he's talking, and it's like the most dramatic thing. It's like an actor up there. I mean, yeah. it is. It yeah. is that's what yeah. it is. But it, it, it was absolutely amazing. And, you know, freaking Cody, like, spits at him. And he doesn't retaliate. He just sort of, like, you know, he's still a champion. He just sort of takes it as it comes because he knows this is just one more in the long line and what's going to be his breaking point. And Gato goes after Cody a little bit. Like, he, you know, I think he, like, he made some hand movement and, and the, the core's light just sort of falls and, like, starts... Spilling, and Okada looks over, and he sees the beer coming towards his title, and he just sort of moves <laughs> the title out of the way. And That's great. Starts sweeping it away a little bit. Now your hand is sticky with beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you're the champion. Like, you, you just get this feeling of, is any of this really worth it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's a great moment. It's so good. But anyways, uh, yeah, moving on to, to Long Beach. Yeah, so uh, it's been confirmed we're going to get Okada versus Cody for the uh, heavyweight title. Yeah. It's the main event in night one. And it's been pointed out that Cody has a Ring of Honor world title shot just prior to that. On June 23rd, I think. So there's the possibility, although I think it's pretty doubtful unless Cody actually signs with somebody. Yeah. Well, I think he said he's done with Impact, or it's been reported he's done with Impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Um, um, so uh, I have this idea. It probably won't come to fruition. All right, let's hear it. Um, it was just announced today that Kenny is going to take part in the U.S. title tournament in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, obviously, I would think they want to establish this new belt with a top star. Okay. So, let's look at the people. We have the card for the first round here in front of us. Yeah. Um, people in the tournament are Michael Elgin, Kenny Omega. They're taking on each other in the first round. Mm-hmm. Ishii and Naito. Um, Juice Robinson, Zack Sabre Jr., Jay Lethal, Hangman Page. Those are the eight men taking part in this tournament. Okay. 
Um, of those eight men, who do you see as people who would win, who could win? Well, I mean, it kind of depends. Because, like, I, I don't do they want to go big, or do they, or do they want not want to go big? I would think they would want to go big. You would think so. Yeah, like, that'd be yeah. So, by that logic, I would think the people who the most believable people would be Omega, Naito, and Jay Lethal. Okay. Um, I don't think Naito's going to want to come over to the states, and I don't think they're going to take uh, you know bring him over to the states mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. Um, Jay Lethal makes sense mm-hmm. in that regard. Yeah. But what if the match last night was to establish Kenny Omega? You know, we already know he's on the same level as Okada, but mm-hmm. literally, yeah, they went 60 minutes, no winner. Yeah, Kenny goes in Long Beach, wins that U.S. title. That that title is instantly right up there yeah. with the World Heavyweight Title and the, and the Intercontinental Title. Yeah, then this U.S. title is on par with those two belts. If Kenny wins it, I'm not saying he will. He probably won't. Mm-hmm. But he's been saying for a while that he wants to be a major part of this global expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the the hottest guy, one of the hottest guys in wrestling as the U.S. champion, you know, and next year, assuming he resigns, yeah. he's wrestling here in the States. That's massive for, the, for yeah. New Japan. Yeah. And he could still, you know, obviously go to Japan on for the major shows and defend the title. It would also kind of solve the problem of will Kenny leave or won't he? Yeah. Let's get the title. Let's get the title on him and see if that changes things. We'll see if that changes his perception of things. Um. So, because I had a question on on Twitter yesterday, I don't have my phone with me, so I can't. I don't know who it was, but uh, they said, um, "Do you think New Japan is holding off on putting the title on Kenny because they know that he wants it before he leaves?" And uh, that's, that's not. That's. I that's, would think if they want, it, I mean, last night or this week would be the perfect time to put it on him. Exactly. Yeah. See how if he likes want, it, and then they could take it off him after six months. Or yeah, or have him drop it at Wrestle Kingdom next year at Okada. Right, exactly. And a rubber match. Then he made perfect sense. Then he can do what he wants to do. Um, so I, I would I would say no to that. I would you know I would think that I would think that Kenny Omega is the type that he cares more about the matches themselves than the outcome necessarily yes. because the outcome is predetermined. The quality of the match is not. Mm-hmm. You can't go in there and say, I'm going to go out and have a six-star match. You try your damnedest. You might, you might not. Well, you only have control over so much of that, too. Exactly. And so I think he cares more about the... the, the, the he cares more about process than the, results. The experience that he's providing the yes. audience members than anything. And so I think if he feels like he's done everything he can, I don't think the belt matters. I think the belt... Is probably interesting to him. Yeah, but I don't think that's the end all be all. No, I, I think, think it putting on the kind of match, and I and I honestly wonder if. I mean, here's the thing about about this match. What spots in the Okada Omega two? There was plenty in the first one mm-hmm. that the WWE wouldn't let people do, but I didn't notice a whole lot of spots in this that the WWE would say, "No, you're, we're not going to let you do that." I can't really. Maybe think maybe the top rope. Suplex, but I they they do superplexes. No, superplexes are pretty common. They do superplexes where there there weren't a lot of drivers in this. They're, they're not they're not huge on the yeah just the tombstones. Couple tombstones that was it. I mean this could have been maybe maybe like the drop kicking of the berry, but they do that. I mean I I think the question for Kenny Omega is in terms of him signing. He said he said that he wants to face AJ Styles in a high stakes match. Yeah. 
the question for him is, will the WWE let, let you him do, do what he wants to do to tell the stories he wants to tell? Yeah, exactly. Or understanding what their framework is, could you tell those stories? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, like, like you said last night, I don't think there's anything in that match last night that would be. I mean, I think the Undertaker is really the only person that could still do the Tombstone. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't think Kane might do it on occasion, but mm-hmm. I the last time he did it was. Yeah. But that's the only thing I could think of. On the other hand, would he find the challenge interesting could to be. tell an amazing story? Could be within that context, especially you know, I mean, especially. Say their match, AJ and Kenny's match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Add the spectacle of mm-hmm. eighty thousand people watching it. Yeah, you know, trying to tell a story that translates all the way to the back row and yeah. eighty thousand people. That's that's got to be a significant challenge. Yeah, I would imagine so. Um, I like I like your idea. I mean, it all depends on on how you know. Whenever you introduce a new title, you know, you ask yourself, is it going to be the Universal title or the the television? You know, the European title. I know. You know? I know. How how do they? How do they want to in consider terms, it? In terms of star power, mm-hmm. it's got to be Kenny, Naito, or Jay Lethal. Right. Or are they going to do something weird where they have, like, Michael Elgin win it? You know, is it going to be yeah. one of those type things? Is it going to be, a, is it gonna be? well, we really like Juice Robinson. Let's see how far he can go with the title. I hope it's not. I hope it is. I hope it's Omega or Naito. Yeah. I'd love to see an Omega and Naito finals. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to see that? Well, it wouldn't be this way. The brackets. Oh, the brackets are that way. I mean, this is the matches, how they're listed here are the brackets. Oh, wait. No, they're not. Sorry. Uh, New Japan has them up on their website. Let me pull them up real quick. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Because we could have a uh, uh, Kenny Ishii final. So, first round matches are Elgin Omega, Lethal Page, Robinson Sabre Jr., Ishii Naito. So, so we can't we can have Naito Omega. We can have Naito, Ishii, Zack Saber. Say Omega advances, Jay Lethal advances, so the semis would be Omega Lethal, um, Saber advances, and Naito advances. So we have Naito Saber. So we could have Kenny mm-hmm. Naito. Yeah. Finally, we could have Kenny Ishii, Kenny Zack Saber Jr. Mm-hmm. All those would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, Zack Saber Jr. could hypothetically win. I'd pipe him as the fourth most likely. In the universe of New Japan, I'm going to say... Oh, probably not. In terms of, let's see, most likely, I'm going to say... Well, let's see, early power rankings here. Omega, Naito... Lethal. Lethal. Ishii. I wouldn't put Ishii in there. Really? I mean, I've, I've, I've said that before about Ishii, but I wouldn't put him up there. Because I'm thinking of, like, placement with placement within... Again, that goes back to where do you see them in the in the... Treating this belt. Also, too, Bullet Club's still really, really popular in the States. That's true. But then we don't know how... What, what are they going to give it to Hangman Page? No, Kenny. <laughs> um, but we also don't know exactly what Cody's... Or how Cody's actions last night are going to play into the Bullet Club story. Yeah. We don't know that yet. Yeah. So maybe we'll get some clarity on that um, at the next uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view. The best of... Best of best in the world. Best in the world. Best, best of, of the world. World's, world's best. Called. Best in world are in the title. <laughs> best in the world. So I remember. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Be interesting to see. Anyways, let us know what you guys uh, how you guys felt about Dominion in yes. the comments. Yes, please. And uh, yeah, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. The 
Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.